1: You can listen to this episode of Welcome to the OC Bitches ad free on Amazon Music. (sighs) (sighs)
2: Surrender now.
3: Surrender. Jesus. Wherever you are, that's where, what is it? Wherever oh, check. Yeah, that's,
2: oh, I know. <laughs> wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go. I was watching, are. I was like, oh, we should have cut back one more time. Anyway, it would have been funnier. Okay. <laughs> I had some notes on myself. Oh, good. Watching, Did you? Yeah. What's Just so I was thoughts? like, whoa, that cue came in a little bald. I have, have questions. All right.
3: Because ah. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel doesn't remember anything about this. Well, season.
2: Well, I don't, I mean, I haven't watched season four. Anything you know? Well, Fifteen years, but I'll save it for the thing. I, last time my foot was really going, I got to watch that. I oh, do really? This a lot. And then when you go wide, my foot's bouncing. I'm just like I'm like this, I'm like,
1: I'm like, bouncing calm, calm
2: around. Yeah, I'm gonna try to be calm. Oh
1: boy! Well, so it's great welcome to, be here. to the OC great bitches. To be here.
2: So I have to turn this way, okay? It's fine. You
1: don't have to look at that.
2: No, I like to see what's coming. Oh boy! He doesn't like
1: any surprises. This
2: one. Nope.
1: <laughs> you might recognize the voice. Heckling. It's a new season. It is season... four. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Uh, for Welcome to the OC Bitches, season
3: four, episode yeah. one. Yeah.
1: The, the Avengers.
2: Avengers. You guys are aware there is no season five.
1: Oh, This is so, the last season?
2: We could do like a podcast,
1: season fictional five? season
2: five. So sure. like so a write it. Podcast.
1: I, can, I can read a oh, part. We could actually yeah, read the scenes. I can read scenes. a part. I can read a part. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's a lot of work. Oh. it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's Look forward. at your sign yourself mean, up. You okay. have time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Doubt.
3: Well, then let's start with the fact that, okay. So season three just ended and going into season four, I think you've said this Did before. Did we say Josh Schwartz is. Oh, yeah. This is Josh Schwartz, the creator <laughs> of
2: the show. With a sweatshirt. Yeah. That I just got. Christmas sweatshirt. Merry Christmas. Chris
1: oh, Thanks. what's the sticker on it? Is there like a barcode I left on there? Sorry.
2: Uh, it says discount. <laughs> Dollar store. Emporium. Yeah. Dollar store emporium. Anyway, okay.
3: So going into the fourth season, Peter Liguori, who was the head of Fox, picked us up for sixteen episodes. And what was that like? (laughs) Well,
2: how did
4: that
3: process go? Or any any memories
1: from that? Tidbits.
2: I mean, we we definitely went to some dramatic lengths at the end of season three for a variety of reasons, in an effort to boost uh, ratings and uh, attention and relevance. And I think we also had some creative reasons for doing it as well. Uh, personal, re- you know, it was, it was a big complicated stew of stuff that went into the at way season three ended.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think
1: people s- always have like questions. They, and- they
2: always have questions and it's complicated and, and uh, it's a lot, a lot to unpack, which I refuse to talk about here. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
3: we need answers.
2: But I, what I will say is as soon as that episode aired at the end of season three, the response online from fans mm-hmm. tumblr was really big in 2000 mm-hmm. and whatever year it was six i think immediately it was like oh god what have we done really that people were so upset and in a, in a, a vocal majority of the fans who were not the kind of people to go on message boards at the time were not television critics were just people who watched the show young girls who watched the show college kids whatever it was High school, junior high. And immediately, I remember going online that night to the episode aired and going, Oh shit. Really? And this people are having a response to this that, yeah. that it was more emotional, more upset in a way that shook me, to be honest. That being said, in a, in a kind of just from a place of keeping the show alive and, and sustaining the show. A lot of people tuned in for that episode. There was a lot of response to that episode. And there was a feeling like, well, we did this thing and now we are committed to it. Mm -hmm. Let's try to see it through. And let's really, there was a lot of criticism about season three. Some of it very fair that some that we had let, we had let some of the melodrama, kind of overtake the show. Some of the humor had gone away. We had over-invested in characters that the audience wasn't as invested in that weren't our main character. There was a lot of kind of, and so we really wanted to use season four as a reset. Mm. And to get back to some of the humor, some of the self-awareness, some of the fun, and really reinvesting in the core relationships and the core characters of the show. Right. So we were committed to this thing, however uneasy we felt about it after the fact, and we were really going to see it through. And I do think that season four um, was a real creative rebirth for the show. And I think uh, I'm really proud of season four. I think it was really fun. I Mm -hmm. think some of the new characters that we introduced, you know, like Che Mm -hmm. really worked. Characters like Taylor Townsend, we really invested in the show. Caitlin. um, And then also gave all you guys a real opportunity and bigger story. And not bigger stories, but just really recentered the show and refocused Mm -hmm. the show. So 16 episodes was less especially coming off of doing 27. Hmm. And but 20, nowadays,
1: 16 is still a lot. 16 right. would be <laughs> double.
2: what yeah. mo- right. That's two seasons of right. a streaming show. So, you know, we had done 27. We had done 25 multiple times. So like 16, it felt like a, a lack of confidence in the show moving forward. But it allowed us to be more focused in our storytelling. And obviously, you're not kind of vamping It's hard to come up with 27 episodes of story as we've talked about. So it was hard. It was tricky. um, But I do think that out of all of that came a really rewarding and um, satisfying season.
1: Let me ask you this. So there was there's been talk that, you know, was it a potential way to to send Marissa off with Jimmy to have it open where she could come back? And Marissa was the one that said, no, I want to die.
2: No. It wasn't presented as a choice per se. It was it. presented as this is where we're going.
1: And then the once season. it was going to happen, I thought she was saying or maybe she just like I want like a really I, like she, big send-off.
2: And she committed, you know? Yeah. I and mean, yeah. she she committed to it for sure. Yeah, right.
1: it's hard to watch.
2: And, and saw it through for the whole, you know. She knew it was coming prior obviously shooting that episode and
1: mm-hmm.
2: and was a real professional about um Seeing it through,
3: yeah, right some of the younger um Ben and Adam and Misha were talking about getting on to different parts of their career, but we couldn't we couldn't do and Rachel,
2: sh- why are we leaving Rachel out of this? She was as big a diva as the rest of. them. <laughs>
1: hey! hey, I was not, but I was actually working simultaneously during were, season four,
2: were. yeah, right. yeah <laughs> that's but a you funny can't story. do the
1: show without the that's boys. a funny story.
2: the core of the show was always fundamentally this the brothers, the brothers and the father son dynamic. I mean, that was obviously what we really kind of built the show around initially. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, as much as Ben and Adam may have wanted to move on to other things at that time, there we you know there was no doing the show without them.
1: Right, right. What was the funny story about me?
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> let's oh let's just uh, enough about, about Ben me. and Adam make us make more about Rachel.
1: Yeah, yeah. This whole show is about them. Let's just like pivot. <laughs>
2: so uh, Doug Lyman um, directed the first two episodes of the show mm-hmm. which we've talked about, and uh, Simon Kimberg, who we've also talked about, I believe to some extent, because they were prepping Mr. and Mrs. Smith while yes. we were pre- shooting the the pilot. Of the OC. And then Simon and I became while we were nemeses, while that was happening, because we were competing for Doug's attention. It <laughs> wasn't much of a competition. He was clearly much more interested in directing, was much more excited about directing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Simon reached out about Rachel's availability for a movie called Jumper that Doug Lyman was directing. I actually think initially they started with Brody for, uh, for the main part. For the main for part the dude? But that was like more of a commitment than we could possibly let him out for. I don't no, even know I don't how I like this story. I don't so even far. know how Adam felt about it. <laughs> anyway, but the love interest role was less involved. I guess involved less shooting days than necessarily the lead character did. And so they reached out about Rachel to do it, and we said, "Well, we'll figure it out. We'll work it out." And I remember saying to Simon, and I did say this to you, although I'm sure you have no memory of it. <laughs> They were like, it's only for three weeks or six weeks oh or whatever it is, you know. And I was like, knowing Doug, having just worked with him a little bit, I said, you will be shooting this movie long after the OC has gone I'm off the air. I'm still shooting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it went on for a year. Two year Two years. Year, year shot that for yeah, a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. yeah. So, I was right.
1: But you guys did let me. It was we did. We nice. let, we let, I don't it out. like this version of the story where it was like they really wanted Brody. And they're like, <laughs> ah, well, there's less days. So, let's get Bilson. Well, I mean, two different parts. Were they? <laughs> yes. One is the
2: guy I'm who's just jumping. Kidding. Okay. One there's the, right.
4: one's a
1: the guy. Right. Why well, is the
2: guy the jumping? The jumper. <laughs> he's jumping. But uh, and we always try to accommodate people's schedules to the best of our abilities and let people go out and do things while we were. I shooting. will say, you
1: and Stephanie and Bob at the time, every, yeah. like you're always you have a reputation for being the most accommodating, nicest, you know, reasonable. We try. We always try to make it work. <laughs>
2: and, we, and we've tried to do that on all of our shows. Um, when there's opportunity yeah, for actors, I mean. you want to create, you know, especially on a long running show. Right. You know but um
1: you were so great to all of the people on gossip girl as well
2: we were we, I we, we gave them a opportunity to, to go do other stuff while they're credit man. thanks i
3: Take even it. did an episode of csi that was our direct competition at the same time so i was on at the same yes, time. I remember <laughs> different networks who are you
2: playing like lady like lady, dominatrix lady heather. heather
3: the dominatrix yeah Lady Heather. but i was like i hope this isn't a problem because yeah. at first actually when they came to me fox said no you can't have her and i said it's not up to them it's just a guest role it's up to the line producers up to Josh and the, and sure enough that cuz I ran into the producer at CSI and I said "why don't you just talk to Bob and or whoever yeah, Bob, and 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 you guys let me out to do yeah. it." So
2: they're very there nice. You go. So very nice. We try to accommodate. So anyways, so we went into anyways. season four, creative, hard reset. Let's just really mm-hmm. make it fun because what if this is our last season? And it's felt like, it, you know, and it's, that's where the table was Did you kind
1: of know at the beginning that it would be the last?
2: I mean, we definitely, the overwhelming evidence was that mounting that way. I will say there was a point where we were like, because you, know, you start making the show before it airs. And we had made like four or five episodes of season four. And I was like, I don't know. This feels really good. This um, feels like the show. Maybe again we can get make, it back. Yeah, maybe we'll get it back and uh And then, when the show premiered, the ratings were you know off, and it was clear that this would be the end so that being said, we went for it and i, I and I do think it was a really i'm really proud of season four
3: I would like to say that i first of all I was so excited about this i mean as sad as i mean it was emotional we we discussed this with Michael Cassidy as our guest for the last episode, which was interesting. The co-host. The co-host. But it was (laughs) interesting that we were, this. not only was the storyline difficult, but I remember it being emotional for all of us, just our own personal feelings about it. Yeah. And, but then, When it did happen, I knew it was like, whoa, what is the writing going to be like for Julie? Because she literally said, I've done all of this, even though it was misguided, I've done all this for you, Marissa. And if that's really what her core is, this will be really interesting going into this. So I knew that it was going to be amazing opportunity acting wise for this character Mm -hmm. going into it. And I had fantasies or ideas about what it was going to be. And I was really, really surprised when I got the script that we had pushed into, you know, 5 months later. Yeah. And all that and we
2: Well, that was a conversation too. I mean, we had to deal with the grief. It was it was a tough kind of we had two things that we needed to do, right? One was we wanted to make the show fun and funny again and bring some humor back to the show. But we had <laughs> this incredible tragedy that we had to unpack and deal mm-hmm. with and that the audience needed to grieve, the characters needed to grieve. It felt like picking up the show In the immediate aftermath of Marissa's death would have been so overwhelming and so dark and so heavy that we would never have gotten out of it, you know, Um, and it would have taken the entire season to get out of it. So if we could pick up five months later, not that anyone has remotely moved on. And obviously a lot of the first episode, the first couple episodes are about everybody in some version of grief, denial, you know, um, pain that they have not really dealt with but it would give us just enough space.
3: We did the first three episodes. I remember feeling like crying constantly for three episodes. Yeah.
2: And then we get to the third episode where, you know what you guys will do. Yeah. And that's where Julie can finally kind of let go. That's where, where summer can let go. Cause mm-hmm. summer's dealing with a lot of denial, not just liberating rabbits and you're not just <laughs> doing weed whacking and like <laughs> oh my God. moving built-ins, but like that you're, that you got, it's all, everybody is just not really dealt with this big, heavy thing that has landed on them. And it's trying to distract themselves from that. Obviously, Ryan just wants to feel as much pain as possible. You think, and so he's gotten into cage fighting. Okay? I mean,
1: I have qu- wait. Let me read the synopsis really quick. Oh, we've we already blown it, past everything. We've no, <laughs> but I we just like to you know, uh, following Marissa's sudden death, Ryan takes a job at a bar and moves out of the Cohens while he struggles with his grief. Seth is working at a comic book shop in Newport, and Summer starts her fall semester at Brown. Written by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. Directed by Ian Toynton. Original air date was November 2nd, 2006.
2: Really well directed by Ian Toynton. Yes. Agreed. And
3: also, I mean, you made a mention, and I think the ratings for the first season, for the finale of season three were eight something. And this one did drop to like
1: the threes. Don't remind him.
3: Well, but, but 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 for some reason this was the lowest one. It went up. Our ratings oh, went oh, up. Oh, really?
2: I mean, who knows? That may have been also like where we were in the schedule, what we yeah. were up against, what yeah. we were on. Yeah. I
3: mean, but it was just like, yeah, there was always wacky things going on at Fox too, like who yeah. we were against. Was it all Friends, stuff. CSI, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, but 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 then our ratings get gained. Mm-hmm. But for some,
2: so but well, this well, that oh, may have been a lot of people going. I'm not watching that show with, after they killed yeah, yeah, Marissa. Yeah. I'm mad, yeah. and you know, if there's no hope for. For Ryan and Marissa, if there's no help for these four characters, then what am I watching for? Mm-hmm. And then maybe word of mouth brought some people back.
1: Getting the help you need doesn't have to be a challenge. Talkspace is so convenient and accessible, you can get mental health care with or without insurance to fit your needs. It's important to prioritize your mental health and wellness every day day because when you work on yourself, you'll start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. The long-term effects of therapy can give you the tools to deal with challenges as they arise, strengthen your relationships, and give you a more optimistic outlook on life. There's no better time to invest in yourself more than right now. I am such a huge advocate of therapy, and I know it can be intimidating or people don't know how to get to it or doesn't feel like it's accessible, but Talkspace handles all of that. Getting started is the most important part. There's
3: no need to wait until something goes wrong in your life or work with a therapist. Of course, Talkspace is also there to help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. Even when things are good, it's good to just check in Mm -hmm. with somebody who's there for an unbiased support and opinion and that's something that Talkspace can help with. It's it's something that people should include in their
1: everyday life. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash OC. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash OC to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash OC. Start your year off right with non-toxic kitchenware so you can ditch the chemicals and make healthier cooking a piece of cake. With our exclusive discount, you can now save on the full suite of Caraway products, including food storage, tea kettle, and mini cookware. I'm obsessed with the mini cookware. I just keep expanding my collection because I love Caraway so much. I got my eyes on the food storage because that's next. I
3: just did the same thing. You did? Yes, it's in my cart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I love that. I mean, it's because I... <laughs> Game been, changer. Well, I've been putting stuff in plastic for so no, long. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. Caraway's home non-toxic kitchen wares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating. So food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. And their ceramics naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. This just describes like literally this week. I keep the one bigger caraway um, pan like literally on my stove Mm -hmm. and I just made some and and I I was cooking a lot of my fish in the cast iron skillet but it really if you don't have the right amount of oil it sticks. Mm. Caraway doesn't do that. Sure doesn't. It slides right off. It's awesome.
1: And it cleans up so easily. Oh my gosh. Visit (laughs) carawayhome.com slash OC to take advantage of this limited time offer for ten percent off your next purchase, the deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com/oc or use code OC at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern.
3: This opening sequence is one of my personal. It might be my favorite music moment, "That and Fix mm. You." But I reached out to um, Tim Good, our the mm-hmm. editor, and he said that Ian Toynton loved this opening so much that he made Tim play it for him over. And over and over and over again. And I thought it was super powerful. And just the well, structure of it was really fascinating.
2: couple things. Ian Torrington, one of the all-time best. And uh, just a really, like, dignified British man, silver mane of hair, silver beard, the most passionate human being. And he would always come back and say, "He brought a tear to my eye. It was ma- <laughs> or he'd say, it was magic, magic. And the best was he directed T.I., in the spring break episode oh of season uh, two. And just hearing Ian be like, oh, T.I. is magic. I love this song. And he just wanted to play Bring Him Out over and over again.
1: Oh, my God. The other
2: thing I'll say about this opening is Running Up the Hill mm-hmm. uh, cover by Placebo in this. Um, and Steph may, I think, picked the song uh, out of all the songs that we had on, to, to put it against the opening. But we had Running Up This Hill in the beginning of this episode. Very little acclaim or attention. This year in Stranger Things, they played Kate Bush's Running Up the Hill. Number one song uh, in the country in 2022. <laughs>
3: and, and Placebo still plays it.
2: Yeah. I just saw it's a it. great cover.
3: Yeah. It is a great cover. And then other shows subsequently have used it as well. But yes, it became the number one show again. Like songs. Songs. Yeah. CG's all of a sudden like, mom, yeah. what, this is Kate the best Bush. song ever. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah, it's from my era. Yeah. She thinks I'm so cool now. Yeah. She's like, you yeah, were you dressed? I'm
1: like, what? <laughs>
3: what are you talking about? It's come around it all comes right street cred but yeah it, it opens on that's that note dun 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 and we see the back of ryan in the Washing water his hands. and like yep. what's and what's going on what, and
1: yeah what cuz you brought up the cage fighting where did that come from were you like i need to make Atwood what a cage fighter was the cage that?
2: fighting was not me and i asked Steph if she remembered where the cage fighting came from yeah and she didn't remember i think it's either, i think it was john stevens it may have been bob i'm not 100% sure it was definitely like a comic book, like Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know, in the X Men movies, when you meet him in the first the Brian Singer X Men movies, cage fighting. It definitely had like a pulpy superhero kind of, it just, Fight Club, obviously. There was something about it that was so operatic and insane. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. And a lot of season four is insane. <laughs> you
4: right. But and that's it kind why of in love a
2: it. good way, in a delicious way. And I remember Brody, who was obviously kind of, you know, if we talked about over it. Yeah. He was like, this cage fighting thing is awesome. <laughs> and because it was Brody, I'm like, is he fucking with me? Is this sarcasm? <laughs> no, I can he, imagine him he being He meant like- it. <laughs> he was like, this is what I'm talking about. So oh my it, was, God. it felt really insane. And like, what are we doing? But it also felt like exactly what we should be doing, which is not playing it safe, not doing things that you'd seen before on the show. And, and Ben is so good yes he
1: looks great he, he looks, looks like he i mean like i think he's never been more attracted to ben me oh, either his
2: hair, <laughs> I was, attracted to ben his hair
1: was just his sexy, hair was great perfect. it was like he's
2: just ben just yeah just committed was he
1: into it like was yeah he into look i mean he's I mean, into yeah. it I mean, he was
2: into it he got in that ring and, and that scene where he's like i don't want that guy i want that guy yeah and you realize he's in there to just get the yes. shit beat out of yes. him not to beat the shit out of someone else yeah. and
3: I think he really. I don't know. He. I think he embraced it he incredibly. Did. He did, and and so so we see that, and we see him on this on the phone, and we see Sandy trying to get to him, and he disappears, and then he goes, and then you see Julie taking pills, and then she's so oblivious to this, um, <laughs> like great on her boots, boots, baby, yeah. and God, you're not <laughs> supposed to be driving anymore. It's like I wonder what that was about. Right. Just you're giving Why aren't all you of in these... school
2: because it's eight p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah.
3: So you're giving all these little tidbits and then you end with Julie and Ryan at the Mermaid Inn and you're supposed to make it at the the audience go what the fuck what's going on and it was just a great opener and I remember reading the script I was one of those that thought had pictured some funeral and having to be prepared for that and now that I see it I'm glad that we didn't do go down that road but this opener was one of the best cold opens that we've ever had I think
2: Rachel do you remember reading the script Yes Never I read, read the script. All, I read all did scripts. not read the script. Sides <laughs> on the day, but yes, um, <laughs> I think yeah, we made a deliberate choice to obviously lean into the to the intrigue, and you're like Ryan and Julie having an affair. Right. Like what's what's happening?
3: That's Come on in. The assumption, yes, yeah, so let's do it at the Mermaid Inn. I mean, they could have done it anywhere. So but many
2: tawdry t- things happen at the Mermaid Inn.
0: Oh yeah,
3: we yeah. haven't seen it for a while. So. Hopefully,
2: the Mermaid Inn has been shut down by the board of health. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But, so we go into um, you chose Seth having a monologue yeah. and a message for the exposition. <laughs> to a fill Very mustard-driven monologue. Very
1: mustard-driven. Yeah,
2: I love, I love mustard.
1: Right? You do love mustard. I love you like mustard. hot mustard.
2: I like uh, I like the spicy brown. <laughs> I like the deli. I like the, the honey, honey mustard. Yeah, there's honey mustard. Kirsten has the honey mustard.
3: My mom, whose
2: name coincidentally is Honey, loves the honey right. mustard. So yeah, there was a big mustard runner. <laughs> <laughs> Food often would play a big part in the show. Just as just like
1: today, I'm like. He came out because he can go to Armenian telly and get a sandwich. I'm here because
2: it's close to a sandwich. Right. It's <laughs> raining today in Los Angeles. I, and I- you drove you out. Almost didn't come. This is a
1: rainy day,
3: women for sure. <laughs> for yeah. sure. I know. Yeah. Literally, I was like, my husband was making fun of me. He was like, Mindy, you're actually you're actually acting like it's the opener of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> like I it's can't like, go anywhere. Yeah. Well, they have closed roads, and there's you know yeah, there's debris. cars spun
2: out. There was multiple car accidents on my way here.
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: We risked, we risked a lot to be here today.
3: All for a sandwich. <laughs> for, the sandwich. <laughs> All for the sandwich.
2: So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: well. Well, okay, so I just shout wanted to, to ask you. Right.
2: Shout out to the Armenian deli. shout out to Tarzana Armenian deli. There yeah. forever. Pepper yeah. turkey. I changed your life. I you think. did. You changed yeah. my order. You added some pepper to my turkey. I did.
4: Yeah. Sorry.
3: I wanted to ask you, um, <laughs> just because I think exposition as an actor is one of the more frustrating things sometimes, and but in television, we need to get that out there to the audience, yeah. and I just think it's a... A very creative way to do this that shows what what Seth is going through that he's hanging out with Noopsies, which is one of my favorite moments. <laughs> yeah, and Brody's really funny.
1: In he's that really scene funny with Taron when or, he's like laughing, yeah. Fake, yeah. laughing yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: fake laughing. Yeah. laughing. Do you always try to come up with a, a creative ways to do exposition? I mean, this is a very unique one. I thought.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's always a challenge when you're when you're you know whether you're t- starting a new show or coming back from you know a passage of time uh, between seasons. You have to figure out a way to catch the audience up where it, the audience isn't going like, who is he? Why is he telling all of this to someone right. when that person have all that information? Mm-hmm. So the idea that he's able to kind of bring the audience into the show, we're able to do it with some levity. You obviously get that he's isolated and alone and sad, but. There's some humor to it. We get Luke's twin brothers. Oh, my God. Great addition. Great. Yeah. They were great with Caitlin, um, which is a great dynamic. And and that he's doing it all to kind of catch Summer up on what's going on. Felt like an organic way to kind of bring both the character and the audience up to speed.
3: I also felt like he was being, you know, we have we've been we come down on Seth because he's so self-involved and but I felt I felt like he was being mature and and this is the way he's dealing with the grief instead of it's he's almost being helpful and there for his family.
2: Well, Seth is dealing with multiple levels of abandon, gone. abandonment. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, he, yeah. He he lost Marissa, obviously like everyone else did, but he lost everyone else and he's the only one who's kind of stayed.
1: Yeah. That and that's in it. Mhm. Um, so he leaves a message, and then we see Summer at Brown, which incredible. is Im- immediately incredible. different.
2: Immediately different, and Chris sure. Pratt just pop, yeah, less more, tr- less trees, more bush, yeah, yeah, great <laughs> from your personal collection, and then and then
1: enter you, che. enter Che
2: and Chris Pratt <laughs> this like incredible. Golden bouncing ball, golden retriever, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call him, of just like joy and light and fun.
3: This was an introduction of Chris Pratt to probably a lot of people. He was, I had met him on Everwood,
2: which is where Patrick Rush, our casting Uh director, had first cast him. Mm -hmm. So
3: that was what they did. Do you remember his audition? Or did he? I don't think he auditioned. I don't remember
2: if he auditioned. I just know Patrick was like, I have the perfect guy to play Che. When we just, you know, you always talk to your casting director um as we're starting to put the season together say hey this is new characters we're going to be having and what do you got in mind and and he was like Chris Pratt Patrick okay. was like Chris Pratt would be great for this and so we watched him everwood tape I, maybe we talked to him okay a little bit but then he just showed up and was like so committed <laughs> so the guy <laughs> yeah. and so funny
1: oh my god i was, know i still to this day like i don't know that anyone had made me laugh harder on set than Chris.
2: and by the way it's what it's what the show needed yeah on screen and off
3: yeah, right. it balances out. Gives it that lightness and and um, but but without being silly, he's still kind of grounded. It's well, silly. I
2: mean, later in the season, he does fall in That's love tr- with Seth's spirit animal.
3: That's true. On a camping what? trip. Do you not remember that? <laughs> no. Or,
2: yeah. um, it does happen. Could
3: I I kept picturing though that his that Che is almost a self anointed um like nickname, and that his real name is like Bob or Billy or totally. something. Yeah, no, he's like because a, he's wearing yeah. the shirt yeah, too. Yeah, Right, but
2: yeah, he's a fraud, but um, <laughs> we all know Oche. and in that we area, all know Oche.
1: That was my first introduction to the Didgeridoo.
2: Oh, for a lot of people, a lot of people, <laughs> he committed. to learn how to play the didge. The didge, and, uh, didge. He was oh just great, God. and and he raised everybody else's game. Yeah, I think for everybody else who was like
1: dragging their feet, dragging their feet, do I still
2: want to be here? What's it like now? This whole thing that we've gone through as a show—is this the end? Like, he was just happy to be there, happy to be working, and brought like a hundred and ten percent. To every scene,
3: I, I I started that season like that. I I have very very vivid memories of this season, especially these first three scenes or episodes, uh-huh. because it was because it was also I was taking it home with me. Like yeah. I kept it with me for like three episodes. No, you have
2: a daughter in real life. I mean, it's, yeah.
3: Oh, and driving oh, here, no. I was thinking about it, and I'll, I'm just it, and I was like, oh, I need a break after this podcast. <laughs> it's like yeah. it is very emotional. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but um, okay, so. In the meantime, Seth is at okay, I did want to mention we have this brand new set that was Beautiful. super impressive.
2: Yeah.
1: Are we ever on location in this episode with the comic book shop and that set or is it no, all, it's on stage? On stage. It's all on stage? The whole thing. Yeah,
2: we built like a whole town. Mall. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and the background looked like because you shoot a real um, outdoor shot, an establishing shot of yeah. the beach, and then you pop into the set and it just looked I was looking in the background and it just was really impressive. I just didn't remember it being that impressive on camera. Yeah,
2: we had tried a version of it before with the Crab Shack, and it never oh. quite looked real. We didn't have the space on the right. stage for the backing. You'd have people like walking in the background in the just to make background. it to make it look like it was on the you know yeah. road. But this really looked great. Right. This looked great. So we spend
3: a lot of time there for this whole season. This the bait
2: shop footprint, I think, became this. Oh,
4: the bait, the shop's bait shop was not in out.
1: the fourth season at
3: all. I
2: Don't believe so. I could be wrong. It yeah, could be 100% You
3: might be right. I have a feeling. This is a
2: pretty the, big footprint to yeah. build that whole situation.
3: Yeah, it's large. But Poor Kirsten is trying to get, um, bringing over some a care package and trying to get um, Ryan to come to dinner. Because, you know, how are Sandy and Kirsten ha- handling this, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But
3: in the meantime, Seth is working at the comic book store making little girls cry.
1: Oh, the guy from, <laughs> is it from Sandlot or who's he, what's he from? The, the kid with the glasses. The You've said the... this before. I have.
3: Wait. Uh, has has it hasn't the like, his friend Leon. Is it Leon? Yeah, I
1: think mm-hmm. so. Has he's I can been picture on the him farm? in a movie and yeah? he has snot bubbles coming out of his nose. <laughs> That's not the snot okay. bubbles? Okay. I could be confused. it's something. He's great though. He's great. He's great. Yeah. The whole posse, the whole comic book. This new year, you've got goals, and Factor is here
3: to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. If I'm away... I feel like I've totally left Adam without any reason. he's gonna starve. So it's Factor has so many things that are so great for everybody. I just love it.
1: No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. I love Factor. Sometimes I don't have the time to cook and I have a kid, so I need fast. Ready? food that can just be popped in the microwave or whatever your heating source is and ready to serve
3: achieve and maintain your goals this year with factor get america's number one ready to eat meal kit and start saving time eating well
1: and living your best year ever head to factor slash oc60 and use code oc60 to get 60 percent off your first box that's code oc60 at factor slash oc60 to get 60 percent off your first box so, just to go to that a little bit, you know, Seth's leaving these messages and we're seeing Summer erase them and whatever. And then she shows up. She shows up. We're
2: jumping. We just Wait. skipped. All well, the- I know, but, but I, was
1: just, I was talking about the comic book guy and it just where my brain went. Okay. <laughs> and it was a very important point I need to make.
2: Okay. Yes. Make, make your point.
1: The size of my backpack. That's all you own. That I travel home with. Yeah. <laughs> really hitting the nail on the head. I am now... Greenpeace motivated.
2: Granola. Every, granola. Crunchy. Yeah.
1: Crunchy. Everything Tree I hugging, own. Yep. I have on my back. Yep. And Seth keeps wanting me to get rid of the backpack.
2: Well, he keeps wanting you to go home and you I don't know. want to go home.
1: I don't want to go home. Right. We see why. We see why. Quite literally. Quite literally. Okay. But sorry, in the meantime, jump, guys. before
3: you do take off to go do that. <laughs> you are yes. trying to
2: liberate some chickens.
3: You are liberating chickens. At SC. Chickens.
1: We shot that yeah. at
2: SC. Shot that at USC. Yeah.
3: And
1: uh, but Taylor calls,
3: who is now a series regular.
2: Bonjour.
1: The opening credits were a little weird to see, you know, because it's like
2: Willa and Taylor. It's Willa and Taylor yeah.
1: added, and there was no Marissa. Let me show you. But she calls
3: from from Paris. Yes, mm-hmm. but apparently she's actually in the diner mm-hmm. in Newport.
1: Her French is great. Every time she does a language, another language, she really she's nails great.
3: it. Autumn's awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: Autumn commits. She's, yeah, she's, she's so, so,
3: commit. funny. so funny. So funny. I was like, what is going on? Now, I, I know what's going to happen in season four, but, um, but she's a big mystery in this episode. Like, what is going on? She's supposed to be at the
2: Sorbonne, mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. not.
3: Hmm. Right. Some intrigue there. Yes. Intrigue.
2: Everybody's yep. got secrets and darkness that they're harboring Skillagens. at the beginning of the season. Yeah.
3: Did you guys ever discuss a romance with Che in summer? Because it's, I think, as, as an audience member, you're like, who is this guy? And, you it's know. It's never like that, right?
2: Uh, it starts to go there a little bit. It does? Yeah.
3: There's a well, there's a little something that happens. Seth gets jealous and yeah. There's something that
1: happens? Well, no, (laughs) no. I don't ever I never like kiss him or anything. Do I? No. All right. Don't think it gets that far. But then he falls in love with Seth's
2: spirit animal and it becomes a whole other (laughs)
1: What's his spirit? That's really funny.
2: They go on like a vision quest.
1: Just the two of them?
2: You might be there. I don't know. It's a later episode. (laughs) Oh (laughs)
1: wait, You might be there. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I
3: look but, forward to that. But uh, but no, I would imagine that for the audience it, it's it's like I think there was kind of this love-hate thing with this character of Che because it's yeah, like they, they certainly he better not know. be yeah, taking exactly. over, you know, but there's exactly. it's a distraction, mm-hmm. uh, a very realistic distraction for Summer because she's, you know, when she gets this phone call and Seth keeps calling her and she finally says to Che, you know, I think I need to go home because I my friends haven't moved on like I have. She's not moved on, right. clearly.
2: She's she's running. Yeah. She's, she's hiding up that running. hill. Running up that hill. That's
1: yeah. right. That's right. Um, so we learned that Ryan didn't go to Marissa's funeral. Yeah. Which is, I'm curious what that funeral was. Like. I'm not actually curious because that would be horrible. But he doesn't go. And so. Well, Seth says, you know, he didn't. He's not going he to come to dinner. He, he, he feels responsible. He feels responsible.
2: He was driving the car. He had the, you know. He, he was He driving was the holding car. her. She died in his arms. He feels responsible. That's As, a
1: lot of uh, trauma to take on.
2: Yeah. That's why you get into a cage match and let someone beat the living shit out of you. Over <laughs> again
1: geez yeah. it's really Volchuk though
2: well yes okay. obviously so he,
3: does he come back at all in the fourth season oh my god yes oh. <laughs> so when he goes to do this
1: fight he do you f- know
2: where Ryan is going at the end of episode one do you even know what's happening
1: she hands a file that has something to do with Volchuk but I don't know what's in the file oh boy What is in the file? It's where he is. It's all the details. He knows to go get him. It's his location. Why are there so many papers that have to say his location? It's probably
2: it's like a dossier of everywhere he's been. Everywhere he's been five months. Oh, she's been been having him tracked.
1: Yeah. So of course, got it.
3: Yeah. So when he says, "Thanks for playing," when he's cage fighting, (laughs) he says, "I want that guy." Not the, the guy he drew, he drew. That's what you yeah, what he wants said earlier. He wants the bigger while, guy. while Seth is looking for him and leaving messages and Seth happened. Turns out that the cage fighting is right next to the bar. So he's able to, or at least near his car. So he's yep. able to overhear that kid's going to get his ass beat.
1: Yeah. And by the time Seth shows up. I love that right as Seth walks in, Ben just gets like slammed into the cage right in front of him. And he's smiling. Because
3: yeah. he
2: deserves yeah. that pain. feels like pain. he deserves that pain, yeah.
3: It's very, very powerful. I mean, he wants that – I mean, does he feel responsible? Yes. Does he feel like he's ruined everyone's life? Yes. I need to stay away. I'm living in a utility closet. He
2: feels like he brought Trey. He brought Volchok. Volchok. He's brought nothing but darkness into this world and into this place and wants to just isolate himself. (laughs) Yeah, he's wrong. That's what the whole uh, comic book intervention at the end of the episode is about. So
3: Summer shows up and – well, Summer before we up. get into all of that, yes. let's just cut down to what Julie's been doing so we can go back to what...
2: Julie's just been doing some housework. <laughs> that I mean, hat. Everything seems great. That with the hat bandana with the, and the I... goggles. Julie was masking before it was a thing.
3: <laughs> so I remember this day kind of vividly because.
2: No, you're doing nothing. The thing is hitting that. There's no leaves no. even going. My anywhere.
1: favorite is when Michael Dory's in the house and you just see this like bush like shaking. <laughs> okay, so
3: there was a. There was a.
2: <laughs> what is she doing to that?
3: So <laughs> b- between the prop um, department,
2: less trees, more bush, but no one told Julie. <laughs> yeah.
3: First of all, that outfit was kind of a lot to get into, yeah. so there's clearly this um, great. comedy going on. But I remember that we had to choreograph with the prop department. They had they got behind, like, how do we do this? Because this whatever this device was, it was almost like a toy. It wasn't really anything that was real. It was just a little battery-powered thing that wouldn't really cut anything. So the prop department had tied a string to the and it was we rehearsed the bushes shaking as he would just shake it with a with a string. And I would pretend to do this whole thing. And we just had so much fun. We were all <laughs> laughing the whole set, trying to make this thing like look like it was, you know, yeah. having some kind of convulsion rate or what it was. But. but
2: Julie's in some deep, deep denial,
3: deep, deep denial, deep serious, denial. deep denial. And Caitlin
2: but. is kind of, you know, you still have another daughter who needs supervision.
3: Well, and she so reminds us of Marissa, but she is, we've learned, she's she's sassier. She is Julie. She's not Jimmy. She's not that wounded bird. She's victim. No, there's nothing nothing
2: victim about about Little Coop.
4: Yeah. And when when we see
3: her, she's just, she's uh, taken on Corey Price and Wayne Dalglish are the actors who play Eric Ward and Eric and, what is it, the character's name? The twins? Eric and
2: not Luke cuz it's No, that's the brother. That's the brother. <laughs> the Ward twins.
3: But yep, I that the Ward twins. The Ward twins. What they go by? So she's smoking a joint. And yeah. they're like security everywhere.
1: What did she call it? What we used to call it? Oh.
3: <laughs> smoking up?
1: No. They you gave me like oh. it was sh- like shitty weed. What was it? Oh, uh. She says it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This okay. is us after too much shitty weed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she say she calls it like uh shake? Shake? No, it's not shake. Oh. It's
1: um but it's something like
3: we'll that. insert it here. Dirt.
0: They're just a bunch of runic hops. and the swag you guys gave me is barely pot anyway.
3: But they oversee Neil with a leggy, with a blonde woman. Yes, yeah. so they it's do. The first time we see the step monster, Gloria, mm-hmm. and the
1: only is it the only time we see her yeah. from the back. Yeah. Was
3: there ever discussion of, of casting her?
2: Not that I recall. Not that I recall. It she was really a device for Caitlin to get some boots the, to Quite, ex, to quite explo- the boots exploit, they are. Exploit, uh, you know, her stepdad or right. at the gym right. get right. some boots out of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, smart girl. Yeah.
2: She wants those Balencienses.
1: (laughs) What do you know about that? (laughs) (laughs) Julie's trying to pull out built-ins.
2: Yeah. That
1: is, you are just,
3: this whole episode. Hello. Oh my Julie god. Julie
2: Cooper needs her own HGTV show.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Your heinous furniture. And he's like, he was original with the house. Mahogany. Sure a, mahogany. 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 Yeah. And I'm sure there's a pill for that. Like he's throwing some daggers at well, her. Well,
2: you know, he's <laughs> trying he's trying to be understanding. He's trying to be he's, his patient, patience is but, wearing out. Yeah.
3: Even though five months like, what if what if Summer had died, Neil? Come on. But yes, so she's she's doing all these things. But Caitlin, she's still no matter what, she's still going to protect her mom. And when she confronts Neil yeah. while he's doing this, wearing a flash dance, I love that Ed he's band. wearing A
2: little homage sweat to his band. flash dance, Michael Nuri.
3: <laughs> and she's and you see this image of the weights going up and down. It's mm-hmm. like a fantastic image. Well, Yeah, with her
2: face in between. Yeah,
3: in between, and she manipulates and says, "She's, I mean, I just a wonderful character, I think." And and Willa, I, I remember working with her and. Remembering, thinking, she's so young. But when I rewatch this, she comes off so mature mm-hmm. for a fifteen-year-old or sixteen at this point. Which maybe. is
2: kind of Will in real life. Yeah, you Will. Know, Will right. was kind of an old soul. Is right. an old soul. Yeah,
3: yeah. but yeah. she does manipulate him into giving, getting her these um, fifteen hundred dollars boots. And then later, when S- Summer's walking by, which by the way,
2: that's fifteen hundred dollars in two thousand six money. Okay. Right. So
1: that's twenty six hundred dollars now.
2: Oh, did, you, did, you, did you? So you didn't research any boots. of the characters' names, but you did. <laughs> I know. You it's did some infla- you did some inflation I did some <laughs> calculus yeah, before we started. Yeah, that is
3: what my brain does yeah, well.
2: Yeah, three thousand uh, today in today's yeah, dollars. Exactly. <laughs> but
3: it says Summer walks by. Comp- um, I know,
1: and they're being taken out of. the And window. I was like, so Neil did buy them.
2: <laughs> he did buy. She's yes. wearing them. She's putting them on. <laughs> yeah, when she's the, wearing them. She's wearing them at and the beginning of the show.
1: What does Summer say? Something about like cows. Uh, sh-
2: or- yeah. Well, I mean, we should talk a little bit about some of Summer's environmental perspective because. <laughs> right. You know, not wrong to be concerned about the by the environment, but definitely her calculations are a little off
1: the 10 years
2: (laughs) in 10 years. You know, Newport will be underwater. underwater. Oh, those 20, are
1: Chay's calculations, I'd f- like to point 15 out. 15
2: years later. No, no, those are yours. Oh, I guess you're no, right. You're, he says you're it echoing first. What, what, what Chase said. So, yes. Chay's math is awesome. Yes. Off, but yeah.
3: Come on now. But she also says, Oh, I don't do that anymore. I'm post ironic. And he says, You mean Ernest? Yeah,
2: that's my favorite. No, <laughs> oh, my yeah. favorite. I texted that one to Steph. I'm like, We were really good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. We got You a, texted that to me, too. I did. I was, well, <laughs> yeah. That's how I remember that. what I want to talk about. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Seth's kind of confronting this whole other version of summer.
3: We're so awkward. We're well, you so don't awkward. even run, run up to each other and hug. It's just very. No, it's
2: very distant. And she's got the giant backpack and she's wearing <laughs> a shirt about the environment. And just it's not the same, you know. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever dealt with like the high school. Oh, yes. Loved one who goes yes, off I to did. college. And then. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, and then you see each other again for the first time. And it's... It's different. It's different. It's been only a few months and it's like a lifetime. And they're like almost like a different person.
1: I am a different person. Summer.
2: Oh, summer. Okay. What are we (laughs) talking about here? Yeah.
3: You know, it it was a very... It is a huge, huge change from the summer that we saw to just putting you in straight hair, jeans and a t-shirt, it was it went and also the energy. I just felt like it was the biggest change of any character for me personally, yeah. watching visually too, yeah. and the energy. Well, also Ben, who's cage fighting. No, yeah. well, he's always fighting yeah, throughout the show. No, I think your character changed. But much. he was really
2: like he was sort of like all of the qualities of Ryan to the extreme. Are magnetized? Yeah, magnetized, magnified, magnified. Yeah, and uh and Summer, it's a complete one hundred and eighty. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even the showering. She won't go home to show- I'll take a sponge bath
2: in exactly. the comic book <laughs> in bathroom. In the sink. In the sink at the bathroom.
1: But also, so when she
3: goes to see Ryan, she said, yeah. like, let me do what I do. And she goes to see Ryan. I love Ryan summer scenes, and we'll get more of them this season. I think,
2: yeah, the Ryan summer romance.
1: Yeah, what, what? Was that ever talked about? I mean, of course
2: it was talked about. Really? Well, of course we talked about it.
1: Well, why'd you hold out on me?
2: Oh hey <laughs> <Just kidding>.
1: 20, <laughs> 20 years <laughs> later 20 <It> years later <laughs> it was
2: a it was a reaction to shows that had come before us where they would just take everybody yeah, and, everyone and repopulate yeah. and we're like we're not going to do that. We're going to bring in new people for them and that had varying levels of success. And I and looking back on it you're like, "Oh, I get why they did that because you're getting to see all these characters you've invested in heavily mm. now play off each other in different ways. I wish we had done it. You wish do
1: actually. I sure do. Yeah. I sure do. <laughs> sure do. Golly G. <laughs> yeah. Oh heck,
2: why would we do that? Yeah. I feel like uh, G. Wilker's. I feel like we would have. It would have been fun to see. Luke Summer. You know, Seth Marissa. Um, <laughs> Julie Seth got around. Marissa, I feel like Ryan Anna. You know, Luke. Oh, An- oh no, Luke Anna. Luke I think would have been a good dynamic. Um, so
1: many ways to go. There
2: was a lot of ways to go. You're
1: gonna write and the when fifth, and Gossip
2: gonna... Girl came after oh. the OC and we. Took the lessons of this and that had more people, you know.
1: That had more of the core people mix. mix, Yeah, Dan was with
2: Serena, but then he was with Blair. You know, there was more kind of Ah. doing that sort of stuff.
3: So you took a lot of things that you learned from the OC and applied it to Gossip Girl, obviously. Yeah, yeah,
1: true. Interesting. Yeah,
2: very good. So yeah, Julie definitely got around. Yeah, she had a lot of. Julie definitely played. Did you played the whole field, short of Sandy, which was never going to happen,
1: except in Chris McHaha.
2: Yeah, but that's an alternative universe. Oh,
1: that's the alternative. Okay, I'm yeah. looking forward to
3: that episode. So Julie gets with Sandy and Che in that one. Yeah. <laughs> really?
1: Who, who am I with?
2: You're incredible in that episode. You are like, <laughs> she's
4: back Boiler. to
3: Holly with
1: Holly.
2: You're like, noopsy. Oh, is that Summer. the juicy matching yeah. yes. like dance yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You crush that, that one. Yeah. It's
3: good. <laughs> That'll be fun. So, but in this scene where you go to Ryan. Yes. And. Because I know that Julie, Ryan and Summer are the ones that are really, really. Yes. I mean, everyone's having a hard time, but they're they're the three. They're
2: mother, best friend, boyfriend, boyfriend, the the primary relationships.
3: Right. And Summer just does. It's so well written and your performances are so subtle. Like there's what's not being said is more powerful than what's being said. Mm -hmm. And she's like, finally, just And she says, something that she says, you think you're protecting them? You're just hurting them. And I think that's where he turns and starts thinking. And then she says, and besides, you know, Seth is filling up my message machine. So come on. Yeah. And he makes that decision. But I think hes you are being earnest <laughs> in this. And mm-hmm. he takes that seriously and, and decides to go show up at the comic book store. Just come with me. Mm-hmm. No, no explanation. And then we get to the comic book store. And it's this.
2: The comic book intervention.
3: Yeah. The comic, comic book, book intervention. intervention. Yeah.
2: Have you guys talked to Eric Wright, who did the. Atomic We've County reached, We reached Comics? out. We have not. Okay.
1: We haven't talked to him?
3: No. We tried. We did. He didn't. We sent him an email, but nothing responded. No response. So, okay. Shout out to Eric White. Awesome. Right, he yeah. did
2: such great work. He was super into it. Maybe he didn't get the email, because I feel like he'd want to talk about it. Yeah, okay. Because he did. He created a lot of work for the sh- – like a lot of comic book work for the show. We had our own little runner comic book for a moment of Atomic County, and he just did really – it was really cool, the work that he did. It really – you know, you believe that Seth could – Pencil that, but it also felt really mm-hmm. professional at the same time. Right? What was and it elevated. like for you
3: rewatching this since you haven't seen it in a while? The whole episode, that and the comic book part.
2: Everything worked really. I'm like, oh, this holds up because I, you know, I've had I have a lot of you know my own <laughs> memories and misgivings and what have you. And so then sitting down to actually watch the show is always a very weird, transportative experience. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really effective. And I thought just like reseeing, uh, if I do say so myself, and uh, and just like reseeing some of the kind of iconic scenes from the show, but now in comic book form and how everybody's kind of letting Ryan know that he's made their life better. I thought it was really moving. That was emotional.
3: Yeah. Which becomes a theme through the season, the rest yeah. of the season, about how, because that's what Chris McCauhan yeah. is about as well. What would have happened if Ryan had never come to the OC? Yeah, because he's still questioning ah. that, yes. you know, yeah. I think,
2: in so many ways.
1: What if we do the the reboot and Summer and Ryan actually wound up together? <laughs>
2: Ben won't do the podcast. You think he's going to do the reboot? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen, I'm just pitching it. Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway. Okay. So there was a moment, too, where everyone's saying their lines and finally um, Ryan says, I can read so Just let me read (laughs) it because it wasn't going to. Well, we
2: never wanted the show to get too sentimental. We're always trying to have somebody make a sarcastic, ironic aside. Right, right. So summer so, might be post ironic, but the show is not.
3: <laughs> right. So is somehow it works, it clicks. He and Sandy, or he drops Sandy, We're or, back
2: into the dynamic of Ryan yeah. and Sandy in the car together, mm-hmm. and you know he gives him that one little dynamic. thing
3: about saying you might not ever get over it, but you'll get used to it. And he's like, yeah. just one thing at a time. Yep. And and is the pool the pool room still open? And pool house, yeah. Pool pool house still open. <laughs> the
1: pool room.
2: He's kind of living in the, the room with the pool. It's really interesting
1: his accommodations
2: doesn't need a lot. He's a simple man. He is a simple yeah. man.
1: Yeah. With a harbor sweatshirt and pictures of well, Marissa.
2: That was really but seeing those pictures. But he keeps the sweatshirt.
1: When he
3: throws out that box, that is harsh.
4: Yeah. yeah. I, I was know, seeing like, the pictures wait. was really
3: like,
2: oh. Yeah.
4: That hurt. But
3: the pictures and everything, so he really is at this, you know, so he is trying to escape. And then when we go back to the open opener and that gets more explained in mm-hmm. more detail, we see that the phone call was Julie. Yeah. Meet me shows up and she says i've got this file and even though you didn't come i um to, i know that you care
2: i didn't go to the police with this i
3: didn't go to the police because
2: i want i want mm-hmm. a different kind of justice
3: because i know you can do this and julie's convinced that he'll go after him yeah. and kill him and when he says i want nothing to do with this she's like what and because he's resolved i mean i think julie's just like devastated because she's
2: that's been her plan
3: this mm-hmm. whole time yeah. to to give him this She's not going to do it, but yep. you can do this,
2: which is so, like... That's pretty fucked up. Pretty
4: fucked up. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so she's, like... So when he doesn't do this, but then he throws the, these photos out, and then he decides that he's going to come home, and that's when he says... Uh, the guy says, you you know, I hear you're getting out of here, but there's one more fight. The guy wants a rematch. And he, he decides to go ahead and do that.
2: Well, we don't know what he decides. We think he was... we, we we don't know what he's going to do in that moment. We think maybe, oh, he, maybe yeah. he's just taking the fight. He's leaving. And then you find out that he went to the fight and this time he fought back. And he's kind of unleashed.
1: Here he comes. Yeah. It's his he's, Rocky moment. of comeback.
2: Yeah. And he's like, he, he's kind of like found a version of himself. It's still not, I would say, the emotionally healthy version of himself, but he is no longer a victim and now he's become the aggressor.
1: Right. Do you think Eye of the Tiger should have played here? No. Okay. <laughs> but it's interesting because I think it would have
2: undercut the moment a little
3: bit <laughs> right So, but he was going to go home so we don't know that he did that because he says okay I'm going to go home yeah we think he's going to go home he's going to go home but then we see them at the he's at the gravesite for the first time yep. and Julie comes up she's, she's turns there out she's there every, every day, day which mm-hmm. is we didn't know that about her and like and, and so when she says what well, changed your mind then we then it's revealed that this, this he happened he got in the
2: ring and he kind of unleashed his-
3: and, f- and now he's like because I have to do this because I have to do this, he says I've quite.
2: I remember that too. I do too. I, I do too. Because we were Isn't like that the what's, end of the episode. Yeah, I have yeah. to do this, but we were trying to find the line of like where that felt, you know, like the, the the shocker to go out on.
3: It
1: is quite shocking. Yeah.
3: And what's interesting is, I think we're all to assume that he's going to do what Julie wants him to do. Yeah. Which is, we think
2: we're like, Oh Ryan, don't do oh this. No. So you're gonna just make so it you're everything coming,
1: worse.
3: Coming back to the Cohen
2: so yeah, you're gonna go gonna, after
1: Volchak. What is he yeah. gonna do? Are we gonna see what he's gonna do? Yeah. Okay. You're gonna see in the Bro. next episode. You just
2: are out there just letting it all hang out. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: But it's <laughs> yeah. also
3: interesting. <laughs> Goes because, to Mexico. Because when Julie's sitting, when Kirsten, Kirsten comes to see Julie and she's like, it's not a good day. And this phone call, like, what was that phone call? Oh, she's yeah, like, oh, thank that? God. It's
1: Ryan. No, it it's
3: was a, the investigator. We, telling found, her, we
2: found her. We found him.
3: We found, oh. we found Volchek. Sure. And now she's like, it's a great day. I'm fine. We'll yeah. Plan's back like, on. that's what's getting her motivated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's the only so, thing you have. Like, so
1: she, and then you know.
2: you've got Summer, who does go home.
1: I do. I leave.
2: And then you see... Is that Marissa image. in the other room?
1: Yeah, that was really.
2: she's got to get out of there.
1: Awesome. Wait, said. what do I say? I say, "Give a hoot, don't pollute."
2: Yeah, that's a thing.
1: That's an actual saying. Yeah, that, was a, grand, that's when an was, old like seventies, well eighties for 80s. me. But yeah,
2: when I was a kid, that would be all the like, "Give a hoot, don't, <laughs> don't pollute." That was like all of the. It was like Smokey the Smokey Bear, Smokey the Bear, and then Give a hoot, hoot don't, don't, don't pollute. pollute. Yeah, we need to bring that back. And it was like an owl who would say it.
3: You know, well, Heather Heather Mills McCartney's going to be there. Oh
4: my god! see
3: how she's the
2: that was that hot gas in 2000. It
1: was. I was thinking in my head, I was like, what year? What is yeah. Well, yep. the, the other moment that I was like,
3: when Julie is so pissed off about um, that, that Ryan won't go after Volchak and she's just lost and Neil admits to this affair and she goes, what?
4: Yeah.
1: So Do you that's... think she's actually listening though and just doesn't want to deal? I, I think she
3: did. I actually, when I, th- my memory is that she hears it and just decides to say, Uh what yeah yeah i think she Uh, that was my takeaway yeah
4: yeah
2: low on the list of priorities for julie at that moment
4: right she doesn't
2: because as we know there's a new love interest heading julie's way soon bang
4: (laughs) bullet
1: (laughs) oh i've heard of this for the past three seasons you've heard of of this this? you
2: acted alongside him in the show grubs
1: but we haven't seen it yet
2: no. No, I know, but it already it just cuz you haven't seen it doesn't mean it didn't take place 15 years ago. In my brain ago.
1: that is exactly all what right, it All right.
2: All right. Eternal <laughs> sunshine of Rachel's mind. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
2: Anyway, when you're in the you walk into the yacht club with uh Oh,
3: we forgot that part. With Dear daddy.
2: With your dad. Very affectionate dad and you look over and you see Taylor. Taylor Townsend, mm-hmm. not in Paris.
1: Not in Paris. Yeah, she's getting food to go. By the way, if you're hiding, kind of like you know,
2: well, you got to remember these were the days before Postmates. Sure, yeah. you're right. You had to kind of, unless you're doing pizza delivery, you had to go and pick up food.
1: You're right. And That's
2: mom shows like. up. She's not Terrible. in Cabo. Yeah, how do we live? <laughs> yeah, mom's yeah. on Cabo. Taylor's on Paris. Summer's on Brown. No one's where they're supposed to. be.
3: This is the beginning of a very major storyline in season four for Taylor. It's yes. it's probably one of the most elaborate stories. Yes. I think that the, obviously of the of the whole show
2: Taylor Ryan yeah. relationship.
1: I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. For the first time. Ever. <laughs> I'm just gonna say peaches. Yeah. <laughs> what?
3: Everyone who knows knows.
1: Well, that's not me. <laughs> okay, we're well, gonna That's the episode. That's the episode. I think. Yeah. Um we're gonna oh oh well, okay. I was gonna tell you. Yeah. I don't know if it fits here.
2: Oh, these are... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We'll do voicemail. Okay. We'll do voicemail. No, we'll do voicemail. No, you got to do it. You can't bring it up and not... Well, so,
1: so, when we got here today, I told Katie and Mindy, we were talking about, like, comments and, you know, people commenting on things, and there's something going around now. Actually, did you send me this originally?
2: I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Get to uh, the That
1: Briar is not Hayden H- oh. kid. Act- Briar's actually yours.
2: <laughs> wow. I did not. I, did Does, not I mean, the that resemblance
1: kid. is just striking.
2: Between <laughs> me and Briar?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, clearly not my kid. Yeah, there's yeah. like someone trolling the internet being like, Hayden is not Briar's father. It's actually Josh Schwartz. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. <hysterical. laughs> you didn't send that to me uh, No. Maybe Jill no, yeah. so happen. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> I mean, that brings up,
3: do you still put oh, much stock in, in messages at all? No. Okay, good. Yeah. Just no. in that one.
2: just that one well that one i i started (laughs) i put that out there
1: right right Um, Uh, let's hear from some fans okay (laughs) here's some fan
3: questions is (laughs) briar
2: your child no we just cleared this up hi my name is michael this is probably my all-time favorite show so excited to be leaving a question here and my question is at what point in season four did you all know that this was coming to an end and what was the reaction thank you michael Thank you, Michael. I mean, I think we went into it assuming this was going to be the end. Like I said, I deluded myself into thinking that the show creatively was good enough that maybe it wouldn't be the end. And then when the re- when we premiered, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the end. This is the end.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so you knew once the first episode aired. Yeah. Just because of ratings?
2: Yeah. Well, ratings had been driving so much of what we were yeah. up to. And uh, and so then I knew it was the end. And, and at a certain point in the season, halfway through, three through, through, halfway through, uh, Peter Glory, who was the head of Fox time, called me and said, I'm sorry, but this is going to be the end. And we said, OK, we kind of assumed that and was grateful that he gave that information to us ahead of time so that we could build to a very satisfying ending that uh, yeah. I guess I'll come back and talk about.
1: Yeah, you will. But I think that was really nice because a lot of the time we don't know it's ending. Sometimes we you don't, don't know. give the fans kind of, a yeah. you know, a, yeah. some did closure.
3: It, did it also in the writer's room just give you guys that kind of freedom of we're doing whatever we want? There didn't or, or, yes
2: yeah. yeah no uh it gave us the freedom to go okay we're not we're not trying to save the show ratings wise anymore we can go you know balls to the wall i don't even know can you say that anymore in 2020 i, don't know, I don't yeah. know okay <laughs> is that a thing you can even say anymore i don't know in 2006 you could say that's what we said let's mm-hmm. go balls to the wall but um and that we could end in a way that was was satisfying you know um i remember i was doing the show chuck after The OC, which you appeared on as Lou, the magical sandwich maker for a couple episodes. And uh, every season, we did not know if it was going to be the last season or not. So we were always (laughs) building to these like crazy cliffhangers that had to be both like a cliffhanger, but also like if that was the end, you know, and we did that for like, it went five seasons, but every season we had no idea what was going to (laughs) happen.
3: I've I've read that um, uh, the finale of this show is one of the most satisfying episodes of all time.
2: Although it does have one question that people what? ask, which we'll talk about when, oh, when we get there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you the, last shot, the last shot of the show okay. is oh. a big question for people.
0: I'm okay. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Melinda. This is Jamie from Chilliwack, British Columbia. Big fan of the podcast. You're killing it. And it brought ideas. And Rachel, actually, me and my son, Andrew, just started watching Chuck. And I got so excited to see you pop up in Weird that. Timing. I just love seeing you guys in whatever you do. My question is for what character from the previous three seasons didn't come back in season four, would you have liked to have seen what they would have done in that season? Thank you so much for the podcast. Take care.
2: Well, she says she watches Chuck with her daughter. Funny thing about her daughter. What? It's actually my kid.
0: <laughs>
3: there you go. Uh, yeah. Bring it home. Yeah.
1: Bring it full circle.
3: She said, is, are there any characters from previous seasons that didn't show up in season four?
1: I mean, Marissa would be the most obvious, right?
3: Well, I think Zach would have been fun, maybe. Yeah. Like what happened with the comic book or
1: something. Zach, I love having Cassidy around. <laughs> I don't know. I agree. But who no, would I... you, who would you wanted to w- would want to have brought back and explored more if you could have?
2: Well, Jimmy. Oh, okay. seems like. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah.
1: Jimmy and Luke would have been. Yeah, Luke. Yeah. There's so many.
2: So many. Oliver.
1: Just, ah. no. Oliver and Johnny can just. Oh no, Johnny dies. <laughs>
3: There are three there were three oh, deaths dear, on the show. Right? dear lord.
2: Yes. Season 3 was dark.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh
2: of, god. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, was there a world yeah. in which
4: Marissa, Marissa could
3: die. come back in flashbacks or other were you did you ever play with the idea of her coming back for little um strange appearances or if not, or something? Not strange, like ghosts or Yeah, I mean obviously flashbacks. in this
2: episode a little bit there is some stuff in the last episode where we you know wanted to use some shots of her from prior in the show even though she's not in the show the show is all about her right mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right. Uh, her, so presence her presence is, is there. heavily in the show at that point yeah
3: right. and then at some point the the, the story moves into some other things so yeah
2: i mean it took 3 episodes in season 1 to kind of land Finish. ryan at the cohen house right you're kind of in the pilot right he brought in by the episode end of episode 3 he's a, he's a cohen Welcome to a life of insecurity and paralyzing self-doubt. And then in season four, it takes three episodes really to kind of resolve this Marissa story in the sense not that anyone ever fully moves on, but how everyone is acting. People kind of confront their grief by the end of episode three. That's
1: probably like the one thing I actually remember is like on the therapist couch going through the grief stages. That's really
2: fun. Norman, I think, directed that. And then there's the dinner and you bring all the homeless people yeah. in.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, she know. says it's called the cold turkey.
2: Yeah, you bring all the homeless people to the dinner, <laughs> yeah. and then one so, of them, so one of them, Scott Krinsky,
1: I don't think you can say homeless anymore. It's un- unhoused. <laughs> unhoused.
2: You can. I mean, okay, right? I, you can say homeless. You, okay. There's other words attributed to homeless <laughs> that you can't say oh, anymore. Okay,
3: okay. But he became a regular on. on so track, yeah, he didn't he's, he, uh, he Wait, showed. who did?
2: Scott Krinsky, He's amazing. He's one of the homeless guys, unhoused guys, at the dinner. Yeah. And then in the penultimate episode of the show, after the earthquake, there's an earthquake coming. I Just remember a that. Because of pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. They're. No. Oh, I'm yeah. Because Becky brought pancakes back, right? See, I
1: remember something. Okay.
2: All right. But he ends up. That character ends up with the Cohen Range Rover.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
2: He ends up with. The Cohen Range Rover.
3: Oh, okay. So that's a, that's something. And I then he remember. was,
2: and then he was a series regular on Chuck for five years. Right. He was Jeff.
3: Oh my gosh! And you awesome. met him as um, in, in the this, cold turkey.
2: In the cold turkey, and was like, look at that face. All right. He's too good. Yeah. It's right. So funny. So I, I love this. Looking
1: forward to seeing that face. We have also a, thank you for that question and for all your support. That was really nice. I just yeah. wanted to say.
2: And for raising my child.
1: And yes, Josh appreciates <laughs> it very much.
3: Well, um, that is the beginning of season four. We have um, we have. – I'm really excited for you to see it. Because I'm excited so to much... see it.
1: See, it's kind of like a nice thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like 51st Dates or whatever. That's good. my movie. Yeah.
1: I am her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Every day.
3: Every day. There She's are plenty of podcasts out there where people <laughs> who are on the shows are watching it for the first time. Yeah. Yes. So that's just so you know, you're not alone. And, but it's also that I don't remember anything. Yeah. Well,
4: and, that you,
2: and that you are alone. Yeah. <laughs> and now alone.
3: Well, I guess that's it. Thanks again for being here, Josh Schwartz.
2: It's always a pleasure, Josh Schwartz. I'll, I'll see you, uh, <laughs> you for the finale.
3: See us at the finale. Yes. Woo! It's been a wild ride.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube and. You can now listen to bonus features as well as Season 1 and Season 2 of The O.C. Bitches on Cast Plus. Bye. Bye, bitches! (laughs) Welcome to The O.C. Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane. Produced by Katie Kurtwright.
3: Edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park.